In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. May the love of God our Father, and the peace of His Son, our brother Jesus Christ, and the joy of the Holy Spirit be with us all now and always. Welcome back to Pointing to the Saviour of the World on this 32nd Sunday in Ordinary Time, Year C. Thank you for joining in to listen and reflect on God's Word and to humbly pray for all our needs and for the repose of the souls of our brothers and sisters who have gone before us marked with the sign of faith. I am Patrick Tafur, your brother in Christ. We begin with an introduction to our readings and a hymn in praise of the Holy Trinity. Brothers and sisters, the readings today offer faith and hope, courage in suffering and trust in eternal life. They ask us how far we're willing to go in the practice of our faith and to consider what the next life will be like. Our faith teaches us that we are immensely loved by God who demonstrated this love in the most extraordinary fashion. But how do we respond to this love? In the first reading, the seven brothers and their mother responded to this love in a faithful way. They endured torture and death rather than violate the law. As a response to God's love, they had to ask themselves a question, and it wasn't, do I love God more than I love pork? Rather, they asked themselves, do I love God more than I love life itself? In the Gospel, Jesus affirmed that God is not a God of the dead, but of the living. Brothers and sisters, let us consider for a moment what God has gifted us in this present life. If he has done all these in this life, what must he have in store for us in the next? The answer can merely be summarized in this one word, heaven. In order to attain heaven, we are therefore called to make the most of this brief stint here on earth, to nurture the presence of Christ within us and to make Christ present to others whatever the cost, like the brothers and their mother did. Like St. Paul in the second reading, let us pray for the grace and courage to allow God to perfect his life in us. May we have the endurance of Christ and with his grace endure all the hardships along the way as we march in hope towards the place he has prepared for us in his heavenly kingdom. Amen.
reading from the second book of Maccabees. There were seven brothers who were arrested with their mother. The king tried to force them to taste pig's flesh, which the law forbids, by torturing them with whips and scourges. One of them, acting as a spokesman for the others, said, What are you trying to find out from us? We are prepared to die rather than break the laws of our ancestors. With his last breath, the second brother exclaimed, Inhuman fiend, you may discharge us from this present life, but the king of the world will raise us up, since it is for his laws that we die, to live again forever. After him, they amused themselves with the third, who on being asked for his tongue, promptly thrust it out and boldly held out his hands with these honourable words. It was heaven that gave me these limbs. For the sake of his laws, I disdain them. From him, I hope to receive them again. The king and his attendants were astounded at the younger man's courage and his utter indifference to suffering. When this one was dead, they subjected the fourth to the same savage torture. When he neared his end, he cried, Ours is the better choice to meet death at men's hands, yet relying on God's promise that we shall be praised, raised up by him. Whereas for you, there can be no resurrection, no new life. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. A reading from the second letter of St. Paul to the Thessalonians. May our Lord Jesus Christ himself and God our Father who has given us his love and through his grace such inexhaustible comfort and such sure hope comfort you and strengthen you in everything good that you do or say. Finally, brothers, pray for us. Pray that the Lord's message may spread quickly and be received with honour as it was among you, and pray that we may be preserved from the interference of bigoted and evil people. For faith is not given to everyone, but the Lord is faithful, and he will give you strength and guard you from the evil one. And we in the Lord have every confidence that you are doing and will go on doing all that we tell you. May the Lord turn your hearts towards the love of God and the fortitude of Christ. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Stay awake, praying at all times, for the strength to stand with confidence before the Son of Man. Hallelujah. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, O Lord. Some Sadducees, those who say that there is no resurrection, approached Jesus and they put this question to him. Master, we have it from Moses in writing that if a man's married brother dies childless, the man must marry the widow to raise up children for his brother. Well then, there were seven brothers. The first, having married a wife, died childless. The second, and then the third, married the widow. And the same with all seven. They died, leaving no child. Finally, the woman herself died. Now, at the resurrection, to which of them will she be wife, since she had been married to all seven? Jesus replied, The children of this world take wives and husbands, but those who are judged worthy of a place in the other world and in the resurrection from the dead do not marry, because they can no longer die. For they are the same as the angels, and being children of the resurrection, they are sons of God. And Moses himself implies that the dead rise again in the passage about the bush where he calls the Lord the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. Now he is God not of the dead, but of the living. For to him all men are in fact alive. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise, Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Brothers and sisters in Christ, let me tell you a bit about a radio broadcaster, Paul Harvey, who lived between 1918 and 2009. Bear with me as this is very relevant to our readings today. Mr Harvey, at the peak of his 40-year career as a broadcaster, was heard on one 1,600 radio stations by 24 million people weekly. He was best known for what he called the rest of the story. In that program, he would feature some well-known persons or events and then supply his listeners with some added and perhaps previously unknown information that completed the story and made it 
all the more fascinating. Hence the rest of the story. Using Harvey's technique around the sacred texts we have heard today for our spiritual nourishment, let's look at the rest of the story in events recorded in the Gospel of Luke regarding the Sadducees and Jesus. The Sadducees were the priestly aristocratic party centred in Jerusalem. They accepted as scripture only the first five books of the Old Testament, followed only the letter of the law, rejected the oral legal traditions and were opposed to all teaching not found in the Pentateuch, such as the resurrection of the dead. They presented Jesus with questions intended to provoke an argument and to trick Jesus. But Jesus, not to be drawn by them, offered them a counter-challenge, a counter-argument, citing the only authority they accepted, which was Moses. Jesus explained that when God appeared to Moses in the burning bush in the book of Exodus, God was identified as the God of the patriarchs, Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. Though they had been dead for centuries, if God is truly the God of the living, they must somehow be alive, argued Jesus. Jesus' statement implied that when God has a relationship with someone, as God did with the patriarchs, that relationship is never dissolved, not even by death. For God is faithful to his promises. Asserting his conviction about the resurrection, Jesus challenged the Sadducees who quoted the Mosaic law on leverage marriage to accept the same Mosaic authority on immortality. Let's now turn to the first reading. The reading records the faith of a woman and her seven sons in defending their belief in God, a God of the Israelites, and their obedience to the law of Moses. Each son in turn endured torture and martyrdom rather than deny the one true God. Let's now look at the rest of the story as a historical basis. Ancient secular documents attest to the suffering endured by the Jews in the second century before Christ during the period of Solicid Greek domination of Judah. The Greek Solicids were in intent in their efforts to eradicate the Jewish religion and culture centered on their belief in the one God to be replaced by, by Hellenistic culture and the worship of pagan Greek idols. The story should invite each of us to 
an examination of conscience in asking ourselves, am I prepared to suffer martyrdom for Christ, believing that there is an eternal life open to me beyond this temporal life? And is denying Christ in this temporal life worth risking my eternal salvation? Brothers and sisters, Jesus promised us that if we deny him before others, he will deny us on the day of judgment. However, if we acknowledge him, he will defend us in the presence of angels before the throne of his heavenly father. Sadducees' chief concern was about money, power and control, not about religion as such. Politics and profit were their big concern. Life after death didn't matter much to them because they really didn't believe in the immortality of the soul and the soul's resurrection into everlasting life. Brothers and sisters, there are lots of Sadducees around today. They are the pushers of pills, pots and all that's marketed under the pleasure principle. They set the standards of what's cool and what's uncool using the media to control the masses. The invitation this weekend, my brothers and sisters, is for us to consider what is the most important thing we value in this life. Is it God or is it something else? The scriptures are also asking us to consider what is causing us the greatest amount of anxiety or fear in our lives right now. What worries us the most? Is it family or work or financial issues? Is it what is happening in our countries or the cost of living crisis? Now, can we take a lesson or two from the martyrs, the seven brothers and their mother and put our unconditional trust in the Lord? come what may? Can we value our relationship with God more than whatever this world can give or take away from us? Dear friends, once we learn how to do this, no tyrant, fear or worry can ever enslave us, claim power over us or cause us and due anxiety. If we follow St. Paul's advice in our second reading today and let the Lord direct our hearts to the love of God and to the endurance of Christ, everything will work out in the end and we will truly know freedom, perhaps for the very first time through Christ our Lord. Amen.
turn to our Heavenly Father in prayer, asking for His blessings on all those in need. We pray for all who are called to leadership in the church, that their work may be blessed and bear abundant fruit. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for leaders of nations, that they will strive to see that the needs of the poor and the defenceless are provided for. Lord, in your mercy, Hear our prayer. We pray for those who exploit the poor and rob them of their dignity, that they may turn away from sin and towards Christ. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. We pray for ourselves, that we may work of reconciliation and peace in our hearts, in our homes and in our communities. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for the fallen of two world wars and the many conflicts which has scarred our world, that God may call them into light, judge them with mercy and grant them peace. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for all who are sick or housebound that they may know the comforting presence of Jesus. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray too for the deceased members of our families and our parish, that they may have eternal life with God in heaven. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. In the silence of our hearts, let us bring our personal intentions and the petitions of those who have asked us to pray for them and the ones of those who have no one to pray for them. Lord, in your mercy, Hear our prayer. We ask our Mother Mary to intercede for us as we pray. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Gracious God, hear our prayers and grant them for the good of your children who now call upon you. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord bless us and keep us from all evil and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Let us continue to bless the Lord. Thanks, Thanks be, be to God. God. Thank you, my brothers and sisters, for joining me and to listen to the word of God and praise and worship God. I wish you a peaceful and joyous celebrations of the 32nd Sunday in Ordinary Time, Year C. We finish our prayers like we began. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, 
and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.